five, four. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another amazing edition of Saints Radio. We have gathered here on this beautiful October day to reach out to our Saints family, which is, of course, you. And uh, we have gathered a a star-studded team of ministry experts here today, including Sister Terrell and uh, Scarlet the Prayer Dog for her first appearance in a number of weeks. She is uh, she is brimming with prophetic exuberance today. Um, she and I made our prophetic prayer walk, proscuneo walk through the sanctuary and lingered at the throne in the sanctuary and so she she stared down a couple of angels which is always a funny thing to watch she gets this unusual look on her face and just locks onto one of them and they they love her so uh she's now doing uh uh remember what the three stooges used to do when they'd get on the floor and they'd spin around <laughs> That's what Scarlett's doing right now in the International Broadcast Facility. So, um, how are you today, Sister Sister Terrell? I have to speak in righteous terms because you never know who's listening. As, as opposed to the other names that you call me. <laughs> she's 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 poured out her uh, she's poured out her wallet here. I don't know whether we're getting ready to give our best offering or what. <laughs> Good. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're always happy to have you here. <laughs> um, I'm happy that I know so many people throughout the network reached out about what the storm that we had the other night, and just reading the text feed and all the the different um, commentary. It really makes you realize how thankful. We are that God protected and preserved all of his people. I mean, even, I know Monica Mingat was like maybe a bl- um, one block up from where that tornado hit. And, um, yeah, so we're thankful for that. Yeah, I was, uh, I was enjoying a beautiful Sunday, and I got home from prayer and was sitting there uh, pondering when I would be able to go in and go to bed. <laughs> Sound like an old man. <laughs> Not that I am or anything, but um, all of a sudden, you know, the Cowboys were playing. This is, this is, this is interesting. As on Channel 5, they had the Sunday night football and the Cowboys were playing the Eagles over at the stadium. And, uh, CBS had Fox had their uh, their full blown tornado coverage and ABC had their North tornado coverage. Did they interrupt the game? No, CBS had their tornado coverage and they're saying everybody take shelter, take shelter. And I'd I'd flip over to Channel Five and it's third and eight on the Cowboys twelve and (laughs) they're cheering. Was it raining? Oh yeah, it came th- it came through there, but they, nobody no nobody was talking about the the weather. It was outside, 
And, uh, you know, when I first came here, I used to joke because people would joke about Texas Stadium. You know, why does it, it have a hole in the roof so God can watch his team play? Oh, so oh they used to say stuff like that. And uh, I said, you know, if, if Jesus comes back on a Sunday, the headlines of the morning news on Monday will be the Cowboys score. And then somewhere after that, they'll have the, the, the second coming. <laughs> Let's just hope the Cowboys win that game. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because if they don't win, then that's like things could go either way. Yeah, that's true. Things could go. <clears throat> you know, it's funny because I didn't know there was a storm coming. And I, it, it had been somewhat of a, a challenging couple of days. And and so I went to bed early. I, I think I was in bed by 8 o'clock, like lights off. And I don't know, maybe 8.30, 8.45, the sirens started going off. And I thought, what is happening? And all of a sudden, I heard this Les's feet come up the stairs. And he comes up, and he, like, nudges me and says, Monica, there's a, hur- there's a hurricane. There's a tornado at Love Field, and it's heading our way. You need to get up, and we've got to get under shelter. And <laughs> I think he was expecting me, like, to jump up and react. And literally, I was—I just had it with the enemy, and I—I I literally like rolled over, turned, closed my eyes, and I just—I'm like, not today, Satan. <laughs> and I honestly, and so I laid there and I prayed, and I said, just let me know if it gets closer. Like if it gets in the neighborhood, just come up and get me. And and I think he just kind of turned around and walked out, like okay. And so. Um, yeah, so I actually went to sleep with the sirens going off. Because huh. I laid there and I'm like, Lord, this is like the straw. I, 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 uh-uh. No, this is just not going to happen. And so, you know, kind of like, what was it, Smith Wigglesworth? That, you know, they tell that story about how the devil himself, Satan himself, came and appeared at his bedside. And he, he like, looked up and said, oh, it's just you, and rolled over and went back to sleep. Yeah, and I always thought, you know what? I want that kind of authority. That just is just not even rough. My feathers aren't even ruffled by <coughs> the appearance, the very appearance of the enemy, because yeah. Anyways. Well, that's good. So I was thankful that the roof wasn't. So the next morning, I woke up, and I, of course, at four thirty, when my alarm went off, and I thought everything seems to be okay and then my next thought was the church you know I just I pray everything's okay with the church because I was coming in early to pray but I figure I would have heard something everything was fine yeah I was I was so grateful for the Lord's protection and uh, uh, that he that he preserved all of our our saints family I know there was some damage that was done up uh, Near the uh, 75 and Royal uh, area. Which is where Monica lives. Yeah. Yeah, that Home Depot up there just got obliterated. And also, there's a big nursery up there. I think it's, um, forget the name of it. But I saw a video of that. It was just like yeah, flattened. I mean, it's scary. I mean, I, I don't, I certainly don't disregard the power of those storms. But well, it's interesting here, you know. Uh, uh, Katie and I were watching these these news 
reports. And, of course, then our resident weather channel, Annette, started to text with Katie. And I I told uh, Katie, I said, tell Annette that if this thing forms into a hurricane to let us know right away. Well, she texted me, too, like about the same time that Les came up. And I didn't even, t- I felt really bad the next morning because I, I didn't even text her back because I was like, I was done for the day. I mean, I was, I was ready to start, a, you know, the mercies of the Lord the next day. So I just, so the next morning, of course, I texted her and told her thank you for the heads up. But yeah. we were all fine. Yeah, God is, uh, God is good. And we're thankful for the prayers and the best wishes of, uh, well, not best wishes, the best thoughts of all of you. And um, we just all need to stand together. I got a phone call from Pastor Fulton this morning. He was inquiring as to how the tornado uh, affected all of us. And it was sure nice to hear from our brother. He, uh, He told me to be sure to say hi to Monica and he would have said something for Scarlet the Prayer Dog, too, if he'd have known she was coming. But we extend greetings to all of you from Pastor Fulton. And uh, <clears throat> God is God is good. He's so good to us. Um, I was going to say something else about that. Well, um... Funny because when you think about weather, I know we have some text. You know, we have, of course, Texas weather. People say this is Tornado Alley, and but it it seems like our focus is usually so much geared towards some of the other hot spots like Florida or even New York. I mean, they've had their share. Of, was it last year when we were having to check on him? Yeah. Or something snowstorm or can't remember what flooding or something in New York. Mm-hmm. West Virginia, I think they may have already gotten their first snow. That's what I heard. Yeah. <coughs> so, usually for us, it's just hot. Yeah. But yeah. then again, I know that the last time we were in France, we had that horrible storm that blew through this neighborhood. Yeah, what they that, call it, the, the bomb, some kind of a bomb. Yeah. And I mean, it did some severe damage to Lakewood, to this to this neighborhood. So much so that I walked my dogs every evening, and it was hard to even walk on the sidewalk because there was so much debris and trees, big, huge, giant limbs and trees that had been blown down. And it's just amazing how that wind can do that kind of damage. We need to change this to the meteorologist report. Yeah, chit chat. That's true. <laughs> chit chat and other tokens of the weather. Well, um, we continue to hear good reports from uh, various outposts in Brazil, and we want to thank all of you for your continued prayers for the saints that <clears throat> that are functioning there and for the path that God is continuing to open in that beautiful land. Uh, and we have a good testimony Um the brother that was translating for us received um, a, a book to begin translating. and um, One of our books. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't Father Roar or anything like that. It was, <laughs> it was ours. 
Uh, and we, we elected to send proscuneo first because that seems to be something that the pastors and the people, it's not that they're unwilling, they're just perplexed by it. And um, the one thing I appreciate about the Brazilian people is that they, they want to know the word. They want to not just know it, but to digest it and put into, um, <clears throat> put into motion the concepts and the principles. And that's so much of a blessing. That is a deep hunger. Maybe there's classifications on the hunger scale. What do you think? That's a deep hunger. So of all the other options that could have been chosen, since that seems to be the thing that we keep getting questions about, people don't seem to question us about <laughs> diverse tongues. They don't seem to question at all the concept of the saints, which is rather unusual. It's just that when we all hit the floor, they want to know what, what, what meaneth this. And maybe there's something prophetic to that that God has ordained a uh, divine purpose for this end time. And it really is a partnering with his hand in a deeper way, in a timely way. And maybe maybe that's why God's put the hunger. You really need to, to know, thus says the Lord, on this topic. Because, you know, really, I mean, if you think about our prayer life, it's of all the things and all the, the things that we do and believe, we know diversities of tongues. We know that we're before the throne at the right hand. But it, it's the proscuneo that seems to knit everything. And it's so important to the heart of God. And so... reading in, um, about the temptation of Jesus and about that third part and you know when the enemy was, was talking about those pockets of the absconded glory and these can be yours again if you will proscuneo and it just made me realize the power of that that for all of us that are called to, to go forth throughout the earth and take back those places for God's glory you know, within the, the ministry of the Tabernacle of David, we have, there is such an empowerment in that posture and in the obedience to proscuneo. So, and I just feel so much like, I don't know, I, I feel like the season that we're going into, you know, it's kind of hard to, to name seasons, but I, I, I feel like the, the manifestation, and I know we've been doing that, so don't get me wrong. But I feel like the manifestation of that rebuilding and the reality of that, we're going to see the fruit of that in so much grander ways in the days ahead. And so we better be on our face, and we better recognize the power of what that is. And with, with Brazil being, well, they're not the only army of the Lord, but being, you know, um, trained as is a big part of the army of the saints. Um, it makes perfect sense how that can be um, continuously questioned or right. contested. Right. Yeah. That was kind of a long, drawn-out, <laughs> to say something very simple. Well, but, but. It's, it's a good thought. It's a good thought. 
So we give thanks to the Lord for that, and uh, that's the first step of many um, that needs to be accomplished. And we're still very much in prayer concerning strategy for there. Um, We're thankful to the Lord for the way he is... um, the way he's moving. Um, anyway, uh, sometimes our uh, sometimes our microphone, the microphone, does weird things. Um, I've got Monica turned up about twice as high as I am, and um, mine is jumping off the roof. So they're just they just say it keeps fluctuating and it's hard to hear. It just could be the anointing that's on your voice, you know. <sighs> Wasn't it weird on Wednesday night in the middle of Wednesday night live the all of a sudden we had those weird electronic bursts and um, there was no explanation for it. I really do believe that we are functioning in a different um, dimension of the divested authority and the power of the Lord. And that would explain why there are so many uh, odd manifestations and tests, um, tests that are coming against us um, in, in rather strange ways because, you know, with too much is given, much is required, and um, there are, you know, there are even some different types of theatrons that are going on just in prayer times, which I think is very strange because theatrons used to only seem to occur when we were either presenting a, uh, a doctrinal point that was a cornerstone, or when there was some kind of a uh, of a, a measure of war where a significant place was taken, <clears throat> but to, to have a theatron regarding some prayer times is is very different. And what that means to me is that God is using His sons and His saints in ways that are uh, that are beyond the norm and. For some reason, God is allowing there to be um, a presentation of that. Um, That's a very old teaching, but um, nevertheless, it's a bedrock scriptural um, measure, and uh, even though it shouldn't, it's funny because it shouldn't encourage us, but in a way it does. In a way it does. Uh, because if it's gained the attention of our opponent, and if it's gained uh, the notoriety of some kind of function that God has empowered, then you, you recognize how all the blessing of the Lord is wonderful. But there are some times where God gives you a thing that is <laughs> it's groundbreaking in the spirit. Groundbreaking is kind of weird. That doesn't really measure in the spirit realm. What would we call it? We don't call it spirit breaking. A then, breaker anointing. Then Mark would say wind breaking, and we don't want that, you know. Um, 
So Pastor Larry got that one. He's laughing. All the women are looking around. What's he talking about? So anyway, <clears throat> would you say that things are different and there's a measure of perhaps contesting? <laughs> yes, I would definitely say that. I, I remember one of the, the most profound revelations, and this is going to sound so silly, in the beginning in the very very beginning to when 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 it was made made aware that the enemy and the lord could be in the same space could be in the same place that that we are doing this spiritual battle the enemies because when you grow up in the baptist church these these are not things you're taught these are not things you're aware of and so the reality that the enemy and the lord could be in the same space that that just blew me away. I remember so long ago, and and so fast forward to today, and there is I mean, I, there has been so much backlash. I, I just don't even want to use just the the trite terms. I mean, there's just been a lot of pressure, a lot of opposition, just blatant opposition that have come since we got back from Brazil. Personal purpose you know just attacking all kinds of things and and yet the presence of God has been so rich and so thick and there has not been one time that I have not wanted to scream help and burrowed into the Lord and he just envelops me yet the opposition is still surrounding you know and it's still present and it's still there and you still have to overcome it and yet it's just in the shrouding of him and so I, I'm just so thankful, you know. And I know that we go in and out of the wilderness, and we've been studying a lot about the wilderness, just preparing for this. Well, I have you, you've, but just preparing for this French seminar because that's partly our theme for the prophetic. And um, I'm just, I'm just so thankful for, for where we are as a people, and for the many, many seasons that we've come through together. And overcome as a people to where, you know, it is not about what we do; it's who we are. I mean, truly, and 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 I don't know. I just I had a conversation with a brother this morning who is not a part of this network, but is a dear, dear friend, and and I have been somewhat spiritual counsel to him over the last couple of years as he's made a major sojourn from his carnal life, him and his wife, into really a Namatakos walk. And and to have conversation with him, having sent him Namatakas books, having counseled him through the Namatakas teachings that I have been under and, and a part of and lived and overcome through, to be able to have a conversation that is fully, look, this is who we are. You know, this is this is this is reality and and you know, sometimes I just I marvel at it. Because we laughed because it's so foreign to normal life. It's so foreign to everyday conversation of the general <coughs> church. And um, so I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but um, yes, I agree with you. It has been, there's been a, a lot of atmosphere and 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 oppression and opposition and all kinds of different ways the enemies tried to stop us. 
And man, I mean, he's hitting at the, the, the integral parts of who we are. And that's when it, that's when the rubber meets the road. And that's when you're tested into who you really are and what you really believe. And, um, but we are overcomers. Well, you know, one of the, one of the factors, see, the enemy views this and he recognizes from a really rather odd perspective. He heard God obviously detail how he was going to create us and the way that we would function because God is very, you think I'm nuts and bolts. God is (laughs) so intricate. And, um, but when God takes us into a new horizon and he enhances that spiritual deposit in us to activate a new dimension of how he wants to serve us, the enemy knows that we have to adjust to that. Our emotions and our mind and the things we feel that um, that had been adapted to the last measure of promotion now are being a demand is being put upon them and in some ways it's across the board the way we respond on the one part the the part of our mind that embraces that thing grabs onto it another part the area that has not been expanded to that point starts crying out and then there are emotional adjustments and there's all kinds of things that happen and the enemy knows that so he picks at those things just like he did at the beginning if we could just put together a uh, a a diagram of factors that are influenced when we encounter spiritual promotion because they're they're always the same but with each each level of development they manifest in the same way with but with a greater reach and um so i know that a lot of that is going on right now and um for me though i i kind of i don't know i mean i can feel that god's taken us into a new place and even the times that i wake up in the middle of the night or I find myself sitting or walking in a new place, and it seems just open and empty, not barren, but it's it's like walking through a, a new palace that's been given to us, a new a new giant hallways and raftered ceilings, and the presence and the glory of God is just evident there. It's a wonderful thing, but I guess I'm blessed in a way to where I I kind of I don't know I I feel I feel more opposition based on what the enemy's trying to do in other people and um, and then I I go through grieving and I go through um, points of reflection as to asking God if I'm responsible for whatever parts of that there are. And and in a way, I think that's, in a way, I've been blessed in that because 
when every time we've been transitioned as a body or as a network, I seem to allow myself to be consumed by those types of things, and subsequently, my weaknesses kind of hide themselves in that. And then after the thing happens, then I have to process those. Um, and it's probably the backwards way to do it. And I remember 20 years, 15 years after we were ejected from our former movement, it was at that point that I was actually dealing with some of the things that my emotions or my person felt abused by and anger and different things. So I'm I'm praying that God will help all of our people to come into alignment and 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 I'm also praying knowing what I just said that if there are areas in me that that are hiding not hiding but are <clears throat> it's kind of like the adrenaline kicks in and if you have an injury or something you don't realize it until well after the thing you know you've seen things like that on the battlefield <laughs> Um, but I guess what I'm saying is you're dealing with this scenario. I'm dealing with this scenario, and it's a positive thing. And we just want to encourage all of you to whatever degree God is leading you into these new areas of promotion and responsibility that he would cause you to overcome. Amen? Amen. You know, it's 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 interesting because uh, some of this, at least for me anyway, it doesn't make sense. It's like I, I can make no sense of it, like no sense of it. And so you try to you try to approach it from a even from an emoticos, and it it just it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And, and and so you know, I just walk away. Just but at the same time. The words are like a dagger, and and one of the things, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the radio broadcast. It might have been before Brazil, just about how God was bringing us into a season where He was really demanding that we don't react with our words. You know that we don't react um, <coughs> and curse. No, cursing is not even a good way. That we just don't react in murmuring or react in, in uh, sowing into the Make schism. Ill-designed judgments. Yes, thank you. But that we just surrender it to him and let him. And this is one of the things that he showed me on Sunday that I was just so thankful for because, honestly, I didn't know how to defend myself. I mean, I, w- I had no – even though – there's really nothing to defend. <laughs> the enemy's going to come and make you feel like you have to defend yourself. I mean, this is like 101 for us. And and I was just in that place where I was like, Lord, there's nothing that I can say that's going to fix this. There's nothing. And he just began to show me about <laughs> about his glory and about if we will press into that that secret place in him and let that be our dwelling place and stay true to the purpose and to his will and to the calling he will defend us at every juncture and it was like a bomb to me because what greater defense is that and he will be glorified through it 
But at the same time, you know, our carnal nature is wanting to rise up and defend yourself and say, no, no, no. And so, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's such a, it's just, I don't know, it's just a cu- really curious place, but I know that he's in it, and I know that we are learning through living through it and overcoming and gaining authority through it, and he will be glorified in it. It's just a lot of it, I have no idea how it's going to play out. But isn't that just the walk of faith? You know, they, they the Lord sent him into the promised land that was flowing with milk and honey, all few of them. And what did they face? First, they had to go be circumcised, and then they faced the enemy. And they had to take dominion, and and that's where we are. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you brought that up because that goes in line with what we were just saying. You know, entering the promised land was a promotion. Yeah. And the first thing they had to deal with was how their flesh was going to react to that promotion. That's right. That's right. And so they had to submit themselves for a a cutting away. And um, that's, that's interesting. So... <clears throat> Thank you for tuning in to the Gilgal Hour. <laughs> Our gift of the month this week is a specially crafted uh, circumcision, circumcision knife. knife. <laughs> and uh, we will engrave your name onto the handle. If you'd like to give gifts to loved ones, we will specially okay, for an extra was, gift. Now, who was it? that Was it Yahweh or was it Elohim? What? He gave the Gilgal knife? No, that, that led them to Gilgal. And and directed the circumcision. Well, <laughs> just off the top <laughs> of my head, I don't know. Because that'll that'll that it'll depend. See, on. he doesn't even know. It was probably, I'll have to look it up. Why it was probably you? the Lord thy God. It was probably it was probably both of them. Yeah, we'll look it up. You know, don't don't leave me hanging here while I'm looking it so, up. No, no. So we could have Yahweh engraved on one side and 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 Elohim engraved on the other side, and then we could have your name engraved on the tip. <laughs> on the tip. <laughs> I don't know. I like that term. Oh, no, it's a good thing. It's such a good thing because, I don't know, it's, and more and more what I find is, um, is the Lord walks us through it. I mean, he really, as long as we're surrendered in his path, like he gave me every sign to know that there was pending opposition that was about to hit. And did I see it? Not necessarily, even though the things that I was that were manifesting just in me physically and just the way that I was, exp- you know, I expressed it to you a couple of days last week. Like, oh my gosh, I just feel like this aching and this from the deep inside of me, and and I know that a lot of it was a lot of it is is the new place where we are. It's just like you said, it's like us adjusting, um, act. What is it? Um, what is the word? Acclimating. Acclimating. Thank you. To the new atmosphere, the new territory where we've stepped into. And that's always a unique feeling, and it does affect you physically. Um, but some of it, too, was just warnings. And yeah. I, I totally missed them. Well, it was Yahweh that commanded them to to do all that uh, cutting and nipping and snipping. And... Uh, so that they would surrender to his plan. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have done what they've done for the last 40 years. Yeah, because if they were just dwelling in the heart of God, you yeah. know, they wouldn't have submitted to that probably. Yeah. 
And interesting, too, when you take it into the New Testament about it was the circumcision of the heart. And so... So, um, that's good. That's that's good. It's good to know these things. But we are we are moving by the directive of God in in a new set of obligations, and in a new type of uh, um, measure of what he is giving us authority to do. You know, and again, I grew up in the general church. I know what I know what the catchphrases are. I know if I were to sit down with myself from 30 years ago, I would be kind of wondering, what are you talking about? But, you know, the point, though, is, is that we were all taught that as soon as you are in the family of God, you have all this authority, and you have the potential for authority you don't necessarily have the authority because mm-hmm. authority comes from you being submissive to God and you you obey him and then he brings promotion. And it's an escalating measure of authority. <clears throat> and so for the timetable and for what God has called us to do, He's brought us into positions that he needs intercessors and he needs representatives. He needs sons. And so it's um, he doesn't take away the other measures of, of responsibility we had. He just divests them into new ways. You, you don't lose that capacity, but you respect the flow of, of what God has commissioned. And um, so... You know, that brings us to something that, as I see the clock flying by, we need to talk about, and that is something that I announced on Sunday that we're going to be doing tomorrow night, Wednesday night live. And it has to do with our hearing from God and asking Him to bless our nation. And if you're in another country, you can apply this either with us or for your nation. And you can see the preponderance of um, cursings that are being lodged against leadership. And, um, you know, in this day of political activism, um, I, I hear a lot about being social warriors and being these kinds of voices uh, in ways that are more politically active than pneumatikos active and I've yet to see um, how the uh, the spirit of the Lord used Jesus in such a way you know I, I every time he was being cajoled or the attempted to be led into some kind of a politically active thing even during times where the leadership tried to bait him into it even what Judas tried to do uh, which, which I believe was his motivation as an Iscariot, the, the, the carrier of the, of the knife. And I believe that he, um, um, you know, he really thought that if, if we can get Herod and the Romans to come after the Lord, then this political uprising that I've always wanted will happen. And, you know, at this time, God wants us to be ever more um, 
driven by what the throne is requiring. But you still see, like, the enemy who um, is causing people to launch curses. And there is an orchestrated effort, and this has been the case ever since the current administration has been in office, um, where witches and covens have tried to bring about cursings upon our governmental leadership and it has gained uh, in this year a more kind of a i say this word loosely a playful adherence by lots of people who should know better and they've determined that beginning on thursday leading up to october 31st they're just going to deluge curses upon the president of the united states and all those they say who abet him who abet him you've heard that phrase aided and abetted but you know there's there's one thing you that you do when curses come and we used to debunk this kind of teaching where we heard many years ago that if people are cursing you just curse them back well that's not what god says he says two things. In the New Testament, he says you speak the eulogia. You speak the blessing. And uh, in Deuteronomy 11, we were talking about when the people came into the land, God, through Moses, told Joshua, when you first enter the land, the thing that you do is you go to Ebal and Gerizim, and you put the people up on either side, one side cursing, one side blessing, and um, you demonstrate the power of blessing. And Gerizim then became a really blessed area, and Ebal was just rocky and just desolate. desolate. And, you know, the thing about Gerizim is that it, it means to be axed. Not, no, not, not any bonics. That's not asked. Uh, axed. I axed him. <clears throat> but it means to be... Uh, uh, separated and that's the blessing of the Lord he 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 blesses so that line upon line his goodness can be manifested and so that the tribes would each gain their inheritance so that every person under Adonai would find their position and begin to thrive in it um, and um, this is the blessing that God wants so tomorrow night on Wednesday Night Live, and I don't really know how this is all going to play out yet, <clears throat> but we're going we're gonna to look at the passages that speak about offering supplication on behalf of leaders and those in authority, and then we're going to put ourselves in position to receive prosuke directives that we need to release and declare. And we're not going to do Ali Ali in free, the gang's all here, and do it at by 8.15 and just start proclaiming. We're, we're going to ask the saints to, every one of us, find something that God says that we need to be releasing as a blessing to the president and to his cabinet and to all those that are in uh, positions of authority. And we're going to proclaim them on Thursday individually, and we're going to proclaim them through the week leading up to next week, and then even into All Saints Day, November 1st. Uh, we'll be offering that from France um, as the prophetic seminar will be gathered 
there. But <clears throat> uh, that's that's what we're going to do, and we would invite you to be a part of that uh, as sons and daughters, as saints of the Most High God. Um, we need to overcome evil with good, and we need to pronounce blessing. Uh, I have... Uh, I was looking into this, and it's amazing because there are, there are, there are those that are have been praying against assassination. I pray over the years, over the past few years, that's been a common theme that God's put in my heart to ask God to shield the president from these attempts to assassinate. There are already attempts to assassinate character. And uh, to to assassinate agendas and uh, just wickedness, vindictiveness. But um, I, I do believe that God wants to protect and that God wants to continue to accomplish the things that are supposed to be accomplished. And that's that's not taking a political stand one way or another. I remember when I was a kid. I was just little when President Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, the the pall that came upon this nation, and the way it uh, threw our nation into a to a decade of to say unrest would be an understatement. Now, good things happened. You know, there were strides forward in the uh, civil rights movement. But that was largely because it was a continuation of what Kennedy's agenda had been. But you think about all the other things that went on, and it just was, it was ridiculous. And even when President Reagan was the attempted assassination by John Hinckley, that was a stunner. <clears throat> and from that time, if you read the materials, particularly a book uh, uh, by Bill O'Reilly about that assassination attempt, how that um, Ronald Reagan was never the same after that. It affected him, and it really threw him into an enhanced progression toward Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I sometimes I, I wish I could say to people that are more liberal-leaning and more left-leaning, and even to those that are on the far right, um, really gauge what it is that you're saying and what you're doing, and uh, you should be a spiritual person more than you are a an activist. Um, you should you should be functioning on behalf of what God is wanting you to do and say, and um, uh, be more a citizen of heaven than you are of whatever political um, stance you may be embracing. Um, let's speak blessing. Let's let's declare goodness, because here's the bottom line. Even if we all marched on Washington wearing pink hats with bulges on both sides of our heads, and we all gave, got rights, and uh, whatever perceived rights we're wanting for everybody to have, and there was uh, two cars in every garage and a chicken in every pot, what God says is going to happen in the end times is still going to happen. And guess what, dear believer? The saints and the prophets are going to be in the crosshairs of the demonic forces that are trying to manipulate themselves on the face of our nation and other nations right now. So you would behoove yourself 
to stand up for the Lord and do the things that are becoming. Because some of these folks you may be tempted to be marching with right now, in about 10 years are going to be coming after you. That's just the truth of the thing. And if, you, if you've been sleeping in the midst of your, of your political deliberations, you, you should be hearing what some candidates for president are now saying, ways that they want to strip away the rights of Christians. You know, look at, look at what's happening in, in China. You have the, the limp NBA, National Basketball Association, kowtowing to President Xi and the Chinese government. Look at what they're doing right now. They've got facial recognition and they're monitoring all of their citizens, and they give a social grade at the end of the year. And if they don't think you're following the communist line, you're going to be limited from going on trains, going on mass transportation, gaining loans, uh, functioning in business, gaining education for your family. What does that sound like? Does that sound at all like the mark of the beast? See, we've got to wake up here, and we've got to work for the night is coming and be more spiritually motivated than we are trying to placate whatever crazy political voice is screaming out right now. So, yes, from a spiritual principle, you know, even even during administrations that I didn't agree with, I would still try to bless the president because of the spiritual ramifications of it. If you curse the leader, you are going to welcome strife and you're going to welcome enemy footholds. That's just the truth. So we need to bless. We need to bless just from the stake of an authority structure more than anything else. And then you know, how am I going to bless? Well, I haven't prayed in the, the appointed time about this. <clears throat> but I'm going to ask for strength. I'm going to ask that whatever God has commissioned this president to accomplish will be accomplished and that he won't, that he won't uh, be baited into something that would take him off course. It reminds me of that Lincoln movie that Spielberg produced. And remember Tommy Lee Jones was uh, in, uh, in, the, in the government and he was a, a rabid abolitionist. And remember what the opposition was saying? Let's bring him to full froth and let's, let's have him implode so that we can point to that and that what he's trying to do with his 13th Amendment won't be brought into, into fruition. And they counseled him. Lincoln counseled him and said, don't, don't let them do that. You know, our objective right now is this thing. We'll have other battles later on, but let's stay on target. Isn't that a key to the spiritual walk, staying on target? Isn't that what the enemy always tries to do to bring distractions and urgencies and emergencies and weariness to, to get us off target? If we can keep our eyes on the goal of the Lord, then we will achieve. Press on to the joy set before you. Pressing on toward the mark of the high calling. And many other verses speak of that. 
And so we need to pray for the President of the United States that whatever God has ordained for him to do, whatever God has ordained, would be done. Because I can tell you, um, the days are short. They really are. Boy, I've gone off on a, I've gone off on a, a rant. That's so funny because that was a good rant. This morning, forgive me for saying this, but this morning I was listening to Rick Joyner doing a rant. And normally I don't listen to this kind of thing, but it just came before me and I thought, I'm just going to see what he has to say. And he was talking about a lot of things that you were just talking about, but one of the things that he said about our president was, he said, one of the things that that I really admire about him is he has been opposed. He has had more opposition to deal with that. I mean, continuous onslaughts about opposition and through all of it, he has kept his eyes on the target and he has continued and fulfilling the job, the promises, all of the things he has stayed focused and true to that and just keeps plowing on and doing the work and that I mean in so many ways is such a spiritual principle as what you were just saying and it's he said it is one of the greatest demonstrations that we have in our day of overcoming is that he he would keep focused not falter not fall prey to you know the voices that are just continuously just bombarding him but would stay continuously focused and I thought that's that's so true yeah, so you know, true. and then, but see, then you see some who would say, how can you support anything that man does? Because he said this, or he did that. He also addressed that, and he said, now he does say things that make me cringe and make me think, oh, why did you say that? But as my father would say, a, a, a famous quote of his, the bottom line is that he has stayed true. Yeah. He has stayed true to his position, to his responsibility, to what he, uh, you know, what he promised when he was elected that he would accomplish. And he has not, he has not in one way wavered on any of that. Yeah, so. I agree. Because you're never going to find somebody in a political office that's going to be exactly aligned with what your, your pristine values are. But see, poli- politics, though. It's like it always just kind of edges out into being all things to all men, you know, and and placating and that kind of thing. Yeah. Really at the cost of really the true vision. True. And he is not a politician. He's so far from a politician. And that's what we needed. Yeah, that's true. And because, you know, you you look back on, on the various presidents just in our lifetime. I don't know how old some of you are, but I go back to uh, Eisenhower. (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm way too young for that. Yeah, you came in on Kennedy. (laughs) But, you know, every one of these presidents had skeletons in the closet. Every one of them did debaucherous things in private. Now you have Internet. Now you have Twitter. Now you have uh, 50 news outlets that are pouncing on everything, not the least of which is to report things falsely. So you've got this all over the place. God forbid had the media been 
active when Kennedy was in office. Oh, my God, the things that happened then. But he was a good president. God forbid, Johnson, oh, my Lord, you've seen some of the movies, and I'm speaking as a, as a Texan. Ugh. He did lots of stuff that were good, but he did lots of stuff that were just awful. And what happened in behind the scenes was scandalous. Yeah. So you're never going to find somebody that is, that is just coming down from the mount. So, you know, the, the one thing I will say is that to have somebody that's standing up for the rights of Christians, that is doing the things for Israel that, that he's done, um, you know, and again, I sound like a political commentator here, but I'm just saying you'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to see that or to just look past it. That is uncommon, the things that are being stated and and pursued so we just need to believe that the other things that god want not the least of which abortion i'm amazed at how abortion is even a divisive issue within the church it has nothing to do with women's rights as much as you shout it and i'm a father of daughters and granddaughters i mean i i i want women to succeed. I want my girls and my granddaughters to thrive. So I'm not chauvinistic or misogynistic in any way. But, you know, it's it's damning to think what what full-term abortions are going to register on people's eternal scale. And um, so if you're if you're making that a plank you better watch out because it could be something you hang yourself on. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I just pray that God will watch over our country, that we are in the last hours of light before darkness really comes, and there are some things that need to be accomplished for the kingdom. And then that some people would say, well, what difference does it make? If God said he's going to do it, it's going to all happen anyway. Well, not so. God's plan, what he said was going to happen, includes intercessors who will partner with him and lift their voice. So it's not just a timeline. God's not interested in timelines. If he was interested in timelines alone, he would just give a timeline. He gave his son not for a timeline, but for you and I to partner with the Father. So God's ultimate objective here is you and your partnership with him. And that's why rebellion in the demonic camp happened to begin with, and that's why the curse came upon the world. And so that's what God's interested in. So it's important for us to align ourselves with the dictates of the throne. Yes, we honor the timetable of God, but in the midst of that timetable, on every page, gilded as gold on the edges of the pages, is our walk with God and our journey with him and our development as sons. So make sure you're on the right side of this, and not only on the right side, but active therein. So tomorrow night, we'll see what God does. Uh, We encourage you to tune in, but it's going to be a prophetic directive for all of us. And it's not that we're cursing witchcraft. It's not that we're cursing these abominable voices. We're being called by God to 
just lift our Mnemonicos voice before the throne. And I recognize that there are other Christians who are doing this same thing. They were doing it last year. They were doing it the year before. We honor that. Every person has their own place of service. We bless that. But for whatever reason, God said this year in this new position he's promoted us into, in this beginning of the year of wisdom and revelation, we on, on the on the on the uh, <clears throat> the great rising tide of the culmination of this year of grace, uh, we are asked of God to prosuke blessing over leadership. Just remove Republican, remove Donald Trump, remove all of that. Even though we want to bless those, bless what God wants to do through this nation. And uh, we don't want to be cursing. We don't want to be pronouncing death and destruction and illness and assassination. That is wickedness. And even a joking way. Um, you know, I, I was looking at a, at a cartoon effigy that was posted by a, uh, a, a newspaper, I guess. And they showed... Uh, the president impaled on the stiletto heel of Nancy Pelosi. And there were great numbers of people that were rejoicing over that. In fact, even Barbara Streisand, uh, Streisand, she forwarded it. And I'm thinking, what a thing to say that about a president. What a thing. It reminds me of when President Lincoln used to be depicted as a, as a monkey and as a gorilla. And he was called a, an ignoramus by the press in New York and in, by London press. And it, it reminds me of lots of things like that. And my goodness, that's just, that's just not acceptable. And then sometimes we would say, well, if these same things had been done to President Obama, they would have never flown. It should not have been done toward President Obama. It should not have been. Whoever is in leadership... What did Paul say? That you might lead a quiet and peaceable life in the pursuit of what God has called. So we need to be a people of blessing. And uh, as a pneumonicos individual, I know we're past time, as pneumonicos individuals, this is, this is one of our first missions that God has given us in this season of promotion. So let's do it with all of our might. Now, I want to ask one more thing. I know we're in overtime, because next week we, we, we'll be on the air next week. But um, we're going to start praying for the Northeast. That's on my list. So that begins Sunday night? No, that's not till November the 3rd. November 3rd. Parats, okay. The Parats Night. Parats Night. Yeah. It's on my list to talk to you. What is November 3rd? What day is that? It's Sunday night. It's a Sunday night. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll talk about that next week. Okay, I see. See, I remember these things. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sipping them by. So just get ready. We've got some good things happening, and we we love and appreciate you all. And thanks for sharing this time with us today, Scarlett. Any further words? No. You look like you may be wanting a little nappy. She's been a good girl today, hasn't she? Amen. All right, we'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks for tuning in. God bless all of you, and goodbye.